Happy 4th of July. You're listening to On Conversation, and I am the legend Keith Chandler. This episode is a fantastic episode where we don't really celebrate America, but we certainly talk about it. Not that we're not celebrating America. Anyway, conversation begins with just Brad and myself. Joey uh, had a little 4th of July celebration that kept him out a little late, and Brad and I discuss Swansboro, its rising home prices, the many axes I have to grind about my native hometown and native area of the Crystal Coast, which so many love so well. Later in the conversation when Joey shows up, we turn the topic to universal basic income, otherwise known as UBI, and whether or not that's a good thing or not. We never actually clarify a stance on it, and I don't think we actually make any progress, but we certainly have a good time getting to it. And if you're like me, you've come to really enjoy Joey and Brad going at one another in the most intellectual of ways. That's it. Uh, Again, all opinions expressed here are mine, Joey's, or Brad's. They're not the opinions of our sponsors, any of the greater stations in the New York area running our program on a regular basis to the fine folks of lower Manhattan one day. And that's it. Happy, happy fourth. Please be safe. Don't drink too much. And uh, remember, baseball is the American game. And enjoy the show. stirred up Sunday 4th of July so happy 4th happy 4th of July to everybody Joey's not here yet we've been waiting on him we think he may show up he said the parade just went by the, a golf cart parade we're we're reminiscing on the detritus of the first season of our podcast and debating about what we would like to discuss Brad does not want to listen to the old podcasts some of them he finds them difficult well, I was just thinking that maybe that statement was an error because normally I'm laughing throughout the whole time. And you have a great laugh. It brightens things up. It's no, infectious. I mean, I'm laughing not on the recording. I'm laughing when I'm listening to it. I see. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> I know, you know, what I'm thinking at the time that I say something. So, <laughs> or not thinking at all, actually. Um, mm. So in case you uh, don't know it, you know, we, we did this podcast so you'd be like a fly on the wall kind of in our conversation. So we don't really think about what we're going to say when we first start. Um, we kind of come, well, we kind of, we talk about it before we turn the mics on, but we don't like have a plan. I mean, sometimes we'll send articles to each other or whatnot, maybe talk and say, maybe talk about this you know, during our podcast or whatever. But some, a lot of times we don't, and we forget about that, and we just talk about whatever. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's completely unscripted. Yeah. Un- unplanned, unscripted. Well, and on purpose. And, I, know, so. and for the record, I don't really ever think about anything before I speak. He does. That's bullshit. So that, that tends to... Yeah. 
get us in all type of shenanigans. He so. likes to use that yeah, <laughs> as a crutch. <laughs> so we're debating. We're gonna we're gonna let the audience choose today. We're debating between UBI, which is not a UTI, but I'm shh. UBI. And also, we talked about. Someone said um, Keith sent a thing around where I, a I, commentator had. We don't have to say the name of the commentator. Said that. That no, no. I mean, the guy went public. We may as well. It's uh, Sagar, Sagar, and Jetty, who used to be with the Hill, and I think they went independent. And so and anyway, they said. And Keith, why don't you preface that? I don't agree with their their summation. And I, I think I, it's the reverse of what they're talking about. Yeah, I agree. I agree with what you're what you're saying. I'm trying to find the message I sent to you guys. The the long and short is is that I sent a video. And we don't have to discuss this in any great length. But I sent a video to Brad and Joey. It's on YouTube, and I'm pulling up the link, so anyone who's curious. Anyway, um, Sagar and Jetty is a conservative commentator. Like I say, he used to be with The Hill. And he, and I don't, I'm assuming this is the woman's real name. I just think it's, it's too, um, a clown country. I'm sorry, not a puppet country. I'm sorry. What I, is a clown country? Well, so the way he, he, the video on YouTube is called Sagar and Jetty Shortage Crisis shows how elites made U.S. into a clown country. Um, it's been viewed 278,000 times. The conservative elites? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And this, he's the conservative side. He, he commentates with a woman named... He said named, all elites, so he's taking into consider... Yeah, I, I'm assuming everybody. everybody. Right, because we've got conservative and, and liberal, liberal elites. elites. Right, right. Um, his co-commentator is a woman named Crystal Ball. That's a great name. And I'm, I'm guessing that's her real name. I'm going to assume it's her, but it's just too good. Her parents. Yeah, it's just too we, good. We need to, yeah, we need to meet good. her parents. <laughs> but, her parents are the shit. But his argument is that because of the pandemic, it exposed the weakness in the supply chain economy that the United States is based on, specifically on ex- exporting goods. that we knew that. Right, 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 right. But because of all the it's shortages, a trade deficit. and he makes a, uh, he does a list, and it's like a long, crazy list, and maybe that's not even all the stuff. Yeah, it's a huge amount. And then he goes on to say that basically the U.S. is a clown country because we can't produce our own goods in country anymore, and that uh, higher do, ups, we higher, can. higher business people, we don't. Right, right, right. Higher up, higher business people have sold us out for profit to other countries and then this which I thought was interesting because he's the conservative commentator and then he went on to say that part of it was Trump's fault because his international dealings have ultimately led us currently to be in importing 40 to 50 some percent more since the pandemic and we're only exporting like 4% more to China just China specific alone so what is the export to the entire world I don't hate it. So the forty percent was from China, uh, or so was it total? Forty or fifty percent increase since the pandemic from ex- China. From China, right? But we're only giving them like four percent more because they're actually able to produce all their own. They are producing. It's not like you said. It's not that we're not able. It's that. It's that we just don't right now. So, so, so Joey is on his way. Okay, awesome. Um, so that was one thing. And we can chat on that if you okay. want. So, but that was just one thing. Then we talked about UBI. Right. Because we So were, here's my thing on trade. Go for it. Yeah. So our global corporations, 
No, that's our global corporations. They're corporations based in the U.S., but they're global. Right, right, located. Right, right, right. right. Which is what he's saying that the elites run have done this. Because, yes, they look at, they don't look at our economy. They look at the world economy. And they look at where they can get the goods cheaper, the raw materials cheaper, and get them put together and built cheaper. Right. So as soon as you opened up countries that would build stuff for $1.50 an hour, you were going to have the factories move there. It's a no-brainer. Right, of course. Right, of course they're going to move the factories there. They are obligated to their shareholders, which is the American people, mm. right, in general. You know, and fund mutual funds that people have their retirement in. Uh, now, not everybody, of course, is in the stock market. Only a small percentage of Americans is in the stock market. Um, but a lot of people have retirements that use mutual funds. Um, and I don't know. I'll have to look up the statistic of actually how many people, including the people that have retirements that use mutual funds, are actually in the stock market because they're in the stock market too. Well, but you've also in the past, and some previous podcasts we did, right. you have we we have all, but you specifically did mention at some point about we we as consumers, specifically in America, we are so unaware of the true costs. Of goods. Of right. The, of goods. Right. And so if we bring all those factories back, we bring back the pollution. We bring back the labor unrest. Because our people won't work like dogs. Right. Right. And so I, uh, and not to say that all the the factories that are, up, you know, off the continent of the United States are, you know, bad. It's just saying that we have a lot of evidence that, you know, workers are treated right. substandardly to our standard, right. not maybe not to their standard, but definitely to our standard. Um, and so, and there was a long line of labor rights, you know, where people, people had to protest and get labor rights. And then that is why the wage rose so high in this country. I mean, I think back when GM was the largest employer, the average wage was for a GM employee was 30 bucks an hour. And that was, you Big know, time. now the largest employer is Walmart. Right. And the average weight is, is 15, I, I guess 12. it's gone up 10 bucks, 12 bucks. Something, something like that. Yeah. So we've actually gone down. and But that's because there's those, you have to make people pay you more. Right. Less standard. Right. Because they're not beholden to, I mean, they're starting to think of it more now. I mean, there are a lot of, a lot of, big corporations that are looking at making employees one of the stakeholders, which is what they are. And this but would this would trickle directly into the topic idea that you had, which was UBI and well, do, I, and do workers, on, do workers have power? Right. Well, I'm on the fence of UBI, but one of the things that all the, the extra money and unemployment that has gone into the economy has done it's kind of freed workers to choose to either work not work or work where they want and we have had like a shortage of essential workers workers like people that work in restaurants and places like that um, that are kind of deemed essential I guess they're not essential but they, I guess they are essential unless everybody's going to start cooking and having a garden and right you know, which well, is and not likely. And that was one thing that, like, um, in fact, yesterday, this is a, a separate issue-related thing, but funny enough, I went to Wilmington to go visit a friend of mine who runs a um, 
hydroponic lettuce and microgreens which is shop so cool which is way awesome you should see craft grown farms gigantic heads of lettuce in wilmington for anyone who's interested he's temporarily closed right now he's in a holding period because he's a reservist so he may be leaving he may not but for those in wilmington or near wilmington craft grown farms the guy's name is randy ryan he's a superstar human being uh but um, he's having to uh, shut down, and so he, he made me a very nice deal. I won't get into the specifics of the deal, but uh, he gave me, through this deal, we negotiated, and I got something like 200 seedlings of, of various kinds of lettuce that he'd already rooted, like started. Yeah, you're going to have to be a vegetarian. To put into hydro systems. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to be eating salad for the next... I don't yeah, even know how that's long. That's great for you. Um, but we're, um, dude, we're getting tomatoes out of the garden now, yeah. like insane, crazy insane amounts of tomatoes. So it's... So in general, though, I mean, even even the craft hydroponic market is not going to make up the difference between... God, farming. no. Oh, God, and, no. And people have said we need to move back towards... We have community gardens, and we do kind of like the Europeans do, where you go and get your food from the market every day, and right. then you cook it, and you visit with the people in the market you visit with your neighbors while you're walking to the market you know strengthens interpersonal so ties and, and communities, communities. Yeah. right yeah and one of the things that we one of the problems in america is transient communities like we people don't have a place anymore they don't have a place to call home right. they move around so much with companies like they they don't have a place to call home well, but that's, that's a whole nother issue yeah, see, that's an interesting can, concept the feeling of displacement because there's yeah. many people here that do feel that this is their home but feel very displaced yeah and i'm not just talking about native americans right you right. know right. the obvious pick but um but anyway and then the other thing that i had sent to you guys that we had discussed before we hit hit the on button here was the uh, article from realtor.com where they did a survey that says that Swansboro, which is, um, we do most of our recording in Emerald Isle, which is uh, on an island, a in, island. The, in the Bogue Banks. Swansboro is considered part of the Bogue Banks, part of the Crystal Coast, but it is on the mainland in Onslow County, whereas everything that we usually do is in Carteret County. Right. Um, but you can throw a baseball and hit one or the other. It's not, right. It's, it's right there. Well, Carter County is pretty big. It's, it's probably one of the largest counties in the state, I would think. Yeah, so far as land mass. But it has, a, it's only populated in certain areas. It has right, big right, farms. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that, again, that all being said, uh, the interesting there, thing there was, was that Realtor says that Swansboro is the fifth cheapest, inexpensive, however you want to term that. Uh, beach community in the United States currently, and what was the cheapest? Do you remember? Atlantic City. Oh, because <laughs> everyone's getting out. Yeah. Uh, median home price was listed at three hundred ten thousand dollars, which I personally don't find to be cheap. cheap or affordable. But then again, I guess it depends on your perspective, and I respect right. that. I can understand that. Um, but I have bad news for the people at Realtor, and that is is that Swansboro isn't on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even near the beach. I mean, it, it, it is. But we all got Bear Island. Well, sure, yeah. I mean, you can boat or kayak to a beach easy enough, and you can drive to Emerald Isle or anywhere here. On, wait in line. On the boat. But yeah, yeah. Wait in line. Wait in line over the bridge, line. yeah. But technically speaking, it's a, it's a river community it's on the white oak river really and the inner river in the intercoastal waterway so mm-hmm. I, I know i'm being a technical prick but 
I wouldn't I wouldn't really call it a beach. Yeah, the average house price on Emerald Isle for a three bedroom house is probably four hundred thousand. Four, four or five hundred, yeah, yeah. Easy. Mm-hmm. And that's we're talking about a rinky dink right. little three right. bedroom house. And so yeah. I, I'm I'm really having and this is a personal issue. Uh, I will voice that. Uh, this is. I think know. you probably heard, heard him voice. This is this is his normal pet peeve. Yeah, this is an. His property I'm, values I'm that grinding. are just yeah. rising so rapidly. And it's not just here. Right. It's everywhere. But but it's it's important to me here because it affects mm-hmm. me directly right now. Mm-hmm. And man, I couldn't I couldn't get over that. And then in the article they talk about you know how quaint Swansboro is and how charming. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a hidden gem and a secret. And I'm thinking, cat's out of the bag now. Well, Beaufort was voted the, the by one of those, uh, I don't know whether it was Seven Living or one of those places. It may have been a website, a really popular website, Travel and Leisure or something. Anyway, it was as the number one small town in America, like three years in a row. Right. And, and, and it just you, blew Beaufort. Right. Well, I don't know. I think Beaufort was already blowing up because it is like one of those hidden. Beaufort you, is a, and it and it has been preserved really yeah, well. Beaufort's They've not allowed oh my gosh. people to tear down a bunch of the general old um, buildings and stuff that they have. So it it does have um, a look. But yeah, Beaufort that is, you can't find. Yeah. It has a boardwalk, but again, it's on. It's on a bay, not on the beach not, either. Not, right, correct. Atlantic Beach is the end can, of this barrier island that Emerald Isle sits on. That's off of Beaufort. Right. And you can, again, from Beaufort, you Actually can, off of Moritz City, you can get yeah. to the beach. You can get to a beach by car, right. ride, boat, kayak, or otherwise. Yeah. You just got to get out to the ferry. Bay. Yeah, or ferry. There's a ferry that goes to Shackover Banks. So the, the banks that's out at, actually in front of Beaufort is uninhabited. It's owned by the North Carolina Seashore. Right. And that's where Cape Lookout is. And Right. Uh, well, Cape is, Lookout's not on Shackover. It's on the next that's right. barrier it's island. Yeah. It actually has its own barrier island. But you have the, um, the Shackleford ponies. The Shackleford ponies. Which, the which are Spanish Italian, Mustangs yep, yep. from shipwrecks. I say Italian. Yeah, I'm sorry. Spanish. Yeah. Right. Spanish vintage. Yeah. Which were little ponies that they kept on... That they were bred to to put on boats, right? You know, so they could have horses with them when they landed. But so, it, but anyway, so I I know I'll tell you this though. So at the end of my street, four doors down, um, the house sold for eighty nine thousand. It was in it was in shambles. The people came in. They redid the plumbing, the electric, the AC, the yard. They they sodded the yard, painted the house, redid the siding, put on a new roof. Uh, redid the floor plan. They didn't make the house bigger. It's still a three-bedroom, two-bathroom, 1,300-square-foot home. For sale by owner. Called the guy the other day, and I said, hey, man, uh, what are you asking? It's, he's a contractor, independent contractor. Uh, the only reason I know this is because I talked to the guy. He just didn't know it was me because right. I was talking to him about the electric. And so I called the guy, and we were chatting about it, and the long and short is, is he says, yeah, we're asking 370 And again, I, I understand with the inflated cost of materials these days and all this, I get it. I, I really do. I really, really do. But it's essentially still the same three-bedroom, two-bathroom home that it was. It's just prettier now and, and newer and remade. And I get that. I'm Where not, is I'm, it? Four doors down, from, like going toward 24. Yeah. Like if you walk out my house, instead of going further down shore, you go to the left back. like Closer to the road? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. It's, it's the one that's right in front of the Methodist Church. Oh, okay. It's a great house, 
great location, great neighborhood. And I and I and I and I truly understand the cost of the work and materials and the time these guys put in. Three hundred seventy thousand. That's a lot of money, man. It's the spot in Swansboro yeah. that you paint because what. I don't those that have never been to Swansboro, the little downtown area is really walkable. It's kind of like a mini Beaufort. It's like really walkable. It has like a little area on the waterfront where you go where there's shops and restaurants and a but couple Beaufort of bars. But Beaufort is nicer, and I'll tell you why. Here's, here's the thing. Well, it has a full boardwalk. Well, it has a full boardwalk. It has a working waterfront, which yeah. Swansboro does not. It, a real working, like with boat docks. We have a harbor master. Right. It's, yeah. it's, it's a little larger, mm-hmm. and it's better preserved. And the business uh, presence, the the local business presence, the is incredibly more diverse. Oh yeah, than Swansboro. But it didn't start out that way. There was a sail sail builder, a couple little bars down there, and a restaurant when it when they first built the boardwalk. Right, right, right. It's evolved yeah. over time. But, yeah. but like Swansboro has had, in my in my opinion, and maybe I'm speaking from a place of ignorance, but you know, I'm 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 trying to be fair about this. In my opinion, Swansboro's had an equal enough amount of time to do anything that Beaufort has done. Uh, I, I have heard rumors that someone tried to put in a a downtown-wide boardwalk, but one of the businesses wouldn't allow it because they thought it would negatively affect the business. So they kiboshed that. That was stupid. Um, the boardwalk was almost kiboshed by, I think, by, Bo- by some of the people in Beaufort because they felt like it was going to bring too many... Foreigners, as they called them, down. Dip daughters and dingbats. Right, but Beaufort was a dying town until they built the boardwalk. And then I it, mean, and literally, it, it made. If you saw pictures, like there were buildings on the water, they literally had to tear down almost all those buildings on the water. Some of them probably had a little bit of historical significance, but they made the choice to do that to preserve, to get money to preserve the rest of the town. Right. Like the, is, the houses, not the commercial buildings, smart which idea. are the gorgeous part of Beaufort. And the oldest part of Beaufort, all the old homes in the original. But in Swansboro, you're talking about five or six restaurants, six or seven boutiques, women's boutiques, two antique shops, a couple jewelry shops, a candy store, and a bar. That's it. And and an antique. There's a couple like As I say, a couple antique quasi shops. antique yeah. place. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. But the bulk of the businesses in Swansboro are restaurants and all of them serve virtually the same menu. Mm-hmm. Mostly fried food, because that's what we do here. Fried I heard shrimp, that Italian restaurant's really good. I haven't tried it yet. Uh, every um, uh, people have walked in here and chatted about it. Okay, interesting. And like two or three people somebody, different parties said it was it was pretty good. Somebody, like it was expensive, but it that it was it was like worth for a sit-down dinner, okay. you know, like a real Italian right. kind of sit-down dinner, it was really good. Well, that restaurant's owned by the people who own the borough. Right. And the borough's not bad. And anyway, uh, so <laughs> um, there's that. But uh, uh, we're talking four or five restaurants and six sevens women's boutiques. Right. In all of Swansboro? Yeah. In downtown, like in the in, oh. in what would be considered a, there yeah. are not six six yes. or seven yes. women's boutiques yes. in there. Oh, coming up the road towards yes. the coffee shop, all through downtown, okay. across from Muddigans. Yeah, they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then now, if you're talking about like Greater Swansboro, yeah, then we got fast food and gas stations and pizza joints and taco joints and right. Greek and all that. I'm talking about right there in historic downtown Swansboro. The friendly city by the sea that no one and no one knows the history. You know, well, I'm getting I'm getting a little anyway. 
the point is, is the, the business economy there is not diverse. I don't think. I mean, and I'm not trying to hate on women or women's boutiques or any of those business owners. God bless you, do what you do. But Jesus Christ, seriously, how many fucking boutiques do you people need? They all sell the same shit. Well, probably, they probably don't sell the same stuff. But yeah, so Beaufort, downtown Beaufort doesn't even have that many women's boutiques. That's what I'm saying. Well, it might have four. But, but they don't sell the same stuff. But I've also noticed here. Well, maybe they don't. I don't think they really sell the same stuff. Some of them are like cheaper lines and some of them are more expensive lines. And some of them are like, I don't know. There's a kite store and a. Right. Well, the other thing I've noticed, too, is that down down Swansboro in general, the Crystal Coast on whole, really, because we're so. Is there a bike shop in Swansboro? No. There needs to be a bike shop in this area. Like, I mean, like a real, like, like what the bike shop used to be on Emerald Isle. Right. Like yeah. that kind of bike shop no. where you can get bikes worked on and stuff. Um, I think, I think the, the new bike store will do it, but I'm not sure. Like, like do bike mechanic stuff. Well, I, we used to take our bikes in and get them tuned up every couple of years where yeah. they'd redo the chains, they'd mm-hmm. re get them all running where the chains aren't falling off them because the, the beach Eats that destroys stuff the yeah. parts to it, but not gotta, the bike. I think you got to go to Jacksonville to do that. Well, they're I supposed to put an EJW mic. in over here, and that was originally a bike shop before it became like a hunting store. Oh, really? So, in the new things over there with yeah. the parkings. Yeah, 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 that. yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, I, I, again, on the Crystal Coast on whole, I'll say this, and then we'll, we'll let this topic go, I guess. Yeah, because we, we kind of left off the other topic. Yeah, and we'll, we'll go back to trade. It's, it's much more exciting. But, um... Plus, it, we've harped on this before, I yeah, think. Anywhere on the Crystal Coast, this is, this is my last thought, is just that everyone here is so hesitant to make change or do anything different or interesting because they're so afraid to lose their financial base because everything is so tourist based. So again, back to one of my other axes, people want to hear Southern rock and classic rock and, Oh, and, well, this and dirty, is good. And you will talk for hours on this reggae and dirty. And it's like, no one wants Keith to hear loves jazz. Well, no, no. Okay. Take, take that out of it. Uh, Bands, funk and, and beach bands used to come here and play in the 70s in Atlantic Beach. So we do need a beach music club. Like Carolina Beach Music is dying. And but it's you, because there's nobody playing. Yeah, but you, but you play that stuff and people don't want to hear it. They get pissed off. Man, well, hey, man, hey, man, c- give me some Skinner, brother. Or it's somebody else who comes up and is like, I want to hear Notorious B.I.G. Because I want to remember how great the 90s were when I didn't have kids and I was having fun. You know? So um, that's how that goes. But the other thing is that people here they're 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 uh they're less adventurous in restaurants because they know all people come here for is fried seafood so they're they're less apt to try new things on an adventurous menu um they're less apt to try different entertainment That's a great hat. they're they're less apt to she did that herself to try to do things that would be new and exciting because that's like We've had the Tams, which no, no disrespect to the Tams, I like the Tams, or what's left of them. They've been coming here and playing forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. We could get bigger acts to come through here and like really generate money, but the people won't because they're so afraid to lose their financial base. And if there's one thing that I have a giant pick with this area, it's that everyone's so stuck in their ways because they just... I don't know. I don't, and, and I'm, and I'm sure I'm, I'm in, in. But that's I'm contradicting really, myself in my own way. But well, but I, I, I find I it very think, frustrating. But I think just like Rucker Johns was adventurous when it first came down here, it's probably the top 
grossing restaurant in this whole area mm-hmm. because they have such a diverse menu. So you can feed grandma, but you can also feed the kids who want French fries and burgers, right? right? And a grandma might want, you know, a, a cup of soup and then daddy wants a steak or whatever. No, and no hate to RJ's, but then they redid the menu. No, the menu's still relatively the same. It's still a pretty diverse menu. No mac and cheese, menu. man. Well, I was, I, I'm not sure. I, I kind of like the way there was, the bar was separated from, let's not go into, yeah, we Chris will start we, yelling yeah, no, at no, me. I know, I know, yeah. yeah. He's already having a hard enough time getting sued by these dicks. Um, anyway, back to UBI and workers' rights and uh, that kind of thing, because that's a much more... Yeah, so, and what we were trying to wait for Joey to get here, but he must be walking here from the point, because he texted us a while ago, but, um, yeah, so if we bring factories back to the United States, our cost of goods will go up. Now, that might not be that bad, because that cost of goods going up will pump those goods back down into the population with better paying jobs. Right. Like, that's the way that stuff works. That's the hope, that's the hope, yeah. But we will have to make a concerted effort not to buy shit from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Like, and so that's, I kind of feel like that's what Trump was trying to do with his tariffs was like actually make the cost of goods rise so we would have to build factories in the United States. But remember, factories pollute mm-hmm. unbelievably in general, mm-hmm. like especially factories that make electronics. And so I'm pretty sure we'll have to probably look that up. But, but, just like they had to shut down the factories when they had the Olympics in Beijing, right? Because there was so much pollution. Well, if you looked at New York City in 1980, like there was a smog around it like London. That doesn't exist anymore. Like literally there are rivers that were highly polluted that are not polluted anymore in the United States. The environment in the United States is much better than it is in other parts of the world where they have an industrial base that actually does the grunt work, the grinding. You know, and and the building, mm-hmm. and the well, we do some building, but the stuff, the chemical part of it's done somewhere else. Right. Like if we bring that back, we have to do it a different way, which will cost more money, well, right? Which will cost shareholders, it'll cost consumers, but the worker will make out because they will get a substantial because it'll cost more money because we have a higher cost of living here. And well, and theoretically that hopefully would give workers more power because they'd have you 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 know people aren't going to go to work for pennies on the dollar doing these well like i said gm workers were paid 30 dollars an hour back in the 70s right and so but that's because there were unions and things that went on that made those workers get paid more Mm. right so the it was it's what what you know, it's what the market will bear. And if workers will not work for a certain amount of money, the market bears what they'll work for, right? So that gives, it enables the workers to have power as collective bargaining. And people say that that's un-American. It simply isn't true. Like there's a long line of histories of Americans using collective bargaining and having unions and having whole towns built around factories and whatnot. So. Yeah. It's not like that. That's un-American. That's well, bullshit. that's how it was when we, last week when yeah. we were talking about West Virginia driving through this, and the yeah. whole town is right there. Factories, but we don't necessarily houses, want factories to go back right, in there that correct, are going to pollute the area right, around right, West right. Virginia. We want it to stay pristine. But there are other things like we can build things differently than what we use right now. Sure. 
I mean, we don't nec- and we don't necessarily have to have so many things. Well, if you make them a lot more expensive, people have less things. Well, and if you were so, let's take the agrarian aspect really quick. If you were to have, or if you were to encourage, in my opinion, if you were to encourage more people and give people more knowledge to be able to cultiv- I mean, cultivate their own food. Well, people love doing that. There's there's all kinds of physical evidence that working in a garden's better for you, like right. mentally. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, it it unfucks your head. But you you can cut back if you have more people producing their own food, then you can cut back on whatever amount of production it takes to package that food. Right. Send it out. Keep it cold. Keep it hot. Keep it this way, that way, whatever. Kind of like, you know, going to the market every day, getting whatever you have there fresh, whatever's available, and working with that. Or whatever's in season and working with that. Yeah. Um, if you can... And Americans don't mind doing that kind of stuff. I mean, they like working with their hands. doesn't seem They're, like it. You know, I have not experienced... People want to work. They want to do stuff. They want to well, help well, out the community. Well, we can, not, we, can, we can debate that, too, because it, it, people want to work... With an ask, that's a waffle. People want to work on what they want to work on. Well, that's true. Because we're getting ready to bump however many thousand, hundred thousand people off unemployment in the next month. Yes. And we've had how many months people could go out and get jobs and no one's bothered to do. Some, not all, some have but not But some bothered. of those people were, were doing jobs to eat, paying hourly wages versus doing what they're calling or what they want to do for a living. Right. No, I understand like, that. A lot of those jobs are temporary jobs that people... Are, well, not necessarily temp. Some people are waiters their entire lives. But if a waiter makes seventy grand a year, they might, they might be a waiter their whole lives well, no, because and, that's and, a good job. And, I, and, I and get they might, that, but you, you know, they could work thirty hours a week, forty hours a week, and there, get seventy grand. There's plenty and, of jobs to go yeah. get and have been, and plenty of people not going to get them because there, there. But are, the amount of money that the, the the state gave away and the unemployment they got was not that much money, in right? My but, opinion. It, but it didn't didn't seem to motivate anyone to get a. To, Motivate some. I, I keep so some of the people that didn't work were students and people like that, probably where they have other support systems, maybe to be able to to do that. Perhaps, but but, but there is a genuine portion of of our population that st- that could have gone to work, chose not to, was more than capable to, stayed home, got the benefits from that. Well, some of it is probably that they have a a decently marred view of what work is, right? Because what we up, in... Hey. Good morning. Hair looks good. Thanks, man. You too. You just look good overall, man. You looking tan, buff. Mm. How you feeling? Mm. How was your fourth party pre... pre yeah, I Fourth s- festivities. Yeah, I saw you more... Ch- you were more chipper yesterday morning when I saw you. Yeah. <laughs> so this was a parade on the point of golf carts? Yeah, okay, they've okay. been doing it for like Did y'all 20 dress your years. golf cart? You all I'm got thinking, a golf cart? Dress your no, golf cart up? No. Uh, y'all need a golf cart. Come on, give it to the community. All right, I'll be right back. Hang on. I'll be right I back. don't like golf carts. Why? Because I think they're redundant. I think if you have a bike and a car, then you don't need a golf cart. Well, Unless that might. Ochre coat. Well, but if, you, if we had a more golf cart culture, you probably wouldn't need a car. Yeah. I'm you very anti car. Yeah, because yeah. you've had the same car. It's basically. Is he recording? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We've been, we've been probably going since you said you were on the way. Okay. All right. So cool. we've been going for a while. So we weren't. We, we're not gonna go. 
for a long time because he's going to go look at a job at Brian and April's house. Gotcha. Um, yeah. The I got to watch the hot dog eating contest. Oh, gross. Really? Where is the hot dog? At, at the... Uh, Coney at Island. The, you know you... Oh, Coney Island. Well, you know your gum smacking is going to be on the... On the... Because my ice chewing was. And you're fiercely chewing your gum. <laughs> Joey's got his sunglasses on. He's fiercely chewing his gum like a gangster. Mm. But uh, it's good for me. So if you hear some smacking, that's Joey. It's not me. Um, I just want to point that out. <laughs> um, gum shaming. So what is a... Uh, so do they eat... Is it how many hot dogs they eat or the longest hot dog? It's how many. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but you, they're pretty did, big hot dogs. The, or the biggest hot dog, I guess. Is no, they haven't had it yet. Oh, 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 okay. He's yeah. very excited about the, in it? the anticipation is building. I hope so. Who's the other guy? Is it Kobayashi? Is the, is the yeah, he's, he's been retired for a while. Really? Yeah. Oh, the fact that you guys know this is beyond my scope. Of no, it was like 2006 or 2007, something like that. The... Uh, Ascendance of Joey Chestnut. Yeah. When Kobayashi had his reversal. Right. Yeah. 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 And he got out shortly thereafter. And that is so weird. The you guys are weird. The pollution of the mind of a child from the 90s and early aughts. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. I <laughs> somehow got. No, in the fact. No, the, they've the always had that probably. The announcers are Coney so Island's great been around forever. <laughs> like, they just, the, the How long has Coney Island been an amusement park area? It's forever, a hundred years. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah, even that's, more. That's a good question. I don't know. So they probably have had that. They probably were old English hot dog eaters there at one time. How long? Nathan's how old is the hot dog? Hot dog. Uh, but anyway, I, I I agree with you. There's probably people that were students. There's people that are maybe a little padded, or people that you know they made right. a decision to make a change and they decided right. to pursue a passion, or whatever. But I but I. I believe in my heart, and I and I'm not trying to slam anybody. I don't want to be um, uh, like malignant in my statement or my criticism. But there there is a population of people out there who could have gone to work, able to work, chose not to work, and whether they were making enough money or not, just didn't. And now they're getting bumped off unemployment. Well, that's fine. And, and now, now they'll go flocking they'll, to any shit job they can get. Well, which but, puts them in a place, a position think, of, of non-power. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I think what it exposed, unlike those other hosts said, it exposed the fact that we don't pay workers enough money. We have no real forces in place to make sure that the... And we're a republic. Like we're supposed to be taking care of each other. ...obtained by a business goes to the people who are actually producing the product. Well, it becomes one the of American the, one of the, is the stakeholders okay. becomes the, the worker so we're, we're, instead we're, of we're, just shareholders or just the family that owns it, the proprietors. By, by default, money goes to whomever it goes to, right? It requires government intervention. Um, or unions or some kind yeah. of collective agency to get it back down into the, I mean, look at yeah, we had we but had a, the, the individual a worker, feudal system for a thousand years. The that individual worker does not have leverage by right. definition. It, by, okay, so by so, the individual, yeah, yeah. So to catch you up, right. so th this all started predicated <laughs> on uh, uh, does does the worker have more power now post pandemic, and how do you how do we feel, which we haven't gotten there yet, 
about uh, UBI. So can, I'm just catching you up with how this started. So go ahead, keep going. He came from his conservative commentators. Yeah, I had I had I'd sent you guys a video, and it that, was a conservative commentator watch. called Sagar and Jetty. Yeah, me neither. And he said that the United States, the pandemic exposed the United States as a clown country because we currently don't Ugh. produce anything in this country that we actually need. And post-pandemic, we're exporting 40 to 50% more from China alone. I don't know about the world on whole. Importing? Uh, yeah, excuse me. Thank You're you. Fine. Importing 40 to 50% more post-pandemic, and we're only exporting 4 to 5% more. So the trade deficit is 30 So we're actually percent. getting our asses really kicked now, much harder it than increased. we were... Pre-pandemic, I'm know. not. The I'm trade not, deficit I'm not doesn't saying, really actually negatively impact. I'm not saying anyone's well, that's right. What I was saying. I'm and not saying this is what it is. Just, that that's what the guy happen. said. It's inefficient for us to consume things that aren't actually valuable. But the definition of value here. is the fact that people want something. So well, we consume we we consume unvaluable things all the time. That's the yeah. basis of our economy. So, now. It didn't used to be, but it is now. Well, like if we all had to wear handmade clothes, we'd have a lot less clothes. There would be tailors paid a, a huge wage. Huge amount of The money. clothes and, would be better. And the clothes they would, would last be better. Longer. They would last longer. And they'd be and, better to the environment. Dude, and you would look like a pimp in a tailor-made suit. They, would, they wouldn't ship it from so far either, so <laughs> the... the, the I get all know, my the clothes transportation, tailored. This tank top, tailored. <laughs> the transportation alone would be would be reduced on it and so yeah. it would reduce the problems against the economy i mean i mean uh, ecology and everything no i feel so, like well there's a united front between um people of traditionally liberal and traditionally conservative values to make things more local and more sustainable yeah. well we were talking about gardening right. like people want to learn how to garden yeah. again and it doesn't like, it, you need to garden make america garden again oh, tell me what i oh that's good <laughs> chandler 2024 you got Mr. Super Gardener there. He just got like 500 heads of lettuce. He's gonna do something. Dude, do you do you want to grow? Do you, do you want to grow some lettuce? He doesn't like lettuce. I, I I just made a deal with a man, and I, is I this just a metaphor for no, something. No, no, this is the this is the real deal. I or just, a euphemism. I just got a flat of 200 seedlings of various lettuce kinds of lettuce. Isn't that nutritional though? But it's great, and it's good for salads. Yeah. And it's got lots of micronutrients plus water, yeah. and water's important. Uh, yeah, but but I this mean, isn't just like standard store bought. Like I'm talking like this is like gourmet. Okay. Yeah. Restaurant lettuce. This isn't like going to Food Line and getting a uh, iceberg. Know, like, right. Block. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's where my negativity comes from. This is like mirror lettuce and all these weird restaurant kinds that look fancy and. They're very Which probably has more nutritional value. Why I don't know about if you're growing it yourself. Not a, I'm not all about all that, but so now I got to go home. The guy gave me a flat to put all the little plugs in. So now I got to go home and buy a Rubbermaid tote, cut this styrofoam piece in half, so I can float these styrofoams inside of a Rubbermaid tub with water, so I can make a poor hydro system to feed them, because they're going to do better in hydro than they would in dirt. That sounds really complicated. Just got to put an air stone in it and some water. It's okay. Okay. Is the problem that they otherwise wouldn't grow around here? No, no, they, they will. It's just they'll grow, they'll grow bigger and healthier and fuller in a hydro system because they're getting a more consistent uh, supply of nutrients than they would in dirt. They'll just, grow, they'll just grow slower in dirt. They won't necessarily grow better. They just grow slower. That's not natural, though. Uh, well, remember... Everything is natural. 
It's just using water. It'd be like if that you, ain't the way God intended it. Uh, think How about, about think about a plant that lays by a riverbed versus a plant that's not. Okay. The plant by the riverbed riverbed usually grows faster and bigger because it's a more constant supply of water. That's all. I'm just changing the the medium. Okay. But if you want any lettuce, I I got plenty I could give you. And we're getting tomatoes Maybe. insane right now. I don't need tomatoes. a lot of salad. Do you like tomatoes? Uh, I like tomatoes. Yeah, I'll bring who you doesn't? Some. I'll bring you guys some. I got them going I love tomato sandwiches. And anyway. We, An we, actual fresh off the vine we, we digress. tomato. So, yeah, because some of them, I'm not sure. Preternaturally different yeah. than the ones you can get in the grocery store. Yeah, they're terrible. In the gro- well, they're not super terrible, but they're... But I don't think now at this point... I don't think workers had power pre-pandemic, and I definitely don't think... Well, they do. They actually do have power. They just got to exercise the power. Mm, within It's just like the workers not voting for a union in Arkansas for Amazon. Mm. Like, you know, but as I've, Amazon grows in power, and if they want more it's, money, then it's you have 4th to... It's 4th of July. Like, this is America. Like, the American ethos is... Kind of inherently anti-worker. Not really. I mean, if you, there, we have a long history this is of unions and <laughs> striking, and my God, get your, get your coffee I mean, now. It's dude. not like, like I don't know what I don't know why people think that America doesn't like labor rights. I mean, shit. Well, we've been going on forever. Well, ever since the shirtwaist fire, we fight for them a lot. I don't yeah. know how, how often... The problem is without workers' rights, then people lock doors and people burn up in factories. And I mean, we already know what this looks like if you if workers don't have at least a modicum of respect and rights. You sure. Know? And huh. I, I think we've done okay because we have laws that make sure they don't lock doors and, you know, burn people up in factories. But, you know, if we want to bring those factories back here, we can't reduce the wages to make the, the, the products as cheap as they are from China. The only, well, that... There's no way an American can live on those no, wages. No, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. But I don't... Uh, and we don't want to. To lower wages, you'd have to change the economy. Yes. So it becomes a quality economy versus a quantity exactly, economy. Exactly, exactly. So the growth is in quality and not in quantity. Right. Yes. So that's kind of the way the information age has caused capitalism not to die because it went from a physical growth of actually making more products to a virtual growth. So the products are apps and things like that that are not physical. They are physical and they use energy, but they're Mm. literally not. They're not tactile. Right, right. And service. So the economy is expanded in service. We have people that do more stuff, more, more different kinds of things that don't make a product, but like yet, financial services. Right. They don't actually make a product. But yeah, to, right. so to, but to lower, you'd have to make things either free or a lot a lot less expensive to the point where people wouldn't feel the need to have to spend money on. Well, they would just buy fewer things, but they would be a lot more expensive. Well, there's and that. food would be reasonable, and you'd have to have some kind of reasonable housing. But you wouldn't Which have. Which means you can't have a medium home price have of three hundred five hundred shirts. Yeah, it's kind of you know, high. You would have that was Swansboro. Yeah, yeah. we we kicked that Super around. Super affordable, a right? Yeah. yeah, we kicked that around a little earlier. Yeah. But anyway, I'm sorry. Keep keep going. Yeah. 
We were t- so we were discussing if, if we if you if you <laughs> want to lower. He looked at me and I lost my train. <laughs> if you look yeah, it, well, it's easier to interrupt somebody when you're not listening to what they're saying. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. Um, if you want to lower a worker's wages and still make it where they're not struggling, then you have to change economy. So you have to have a UBI, which is what they were talking about. Like UBI may right. make people more creative. Which, by we the also way, have to have more creative people, or, or we need to yeah. bud the creativity that's already there. S- side what's, note on UBI, okay, Andrew the, Yang just got his ass whooped in that New York mayoral race, yes, yeah, he but, did. which is really sad. But he's, is, he, is, he even a, is he a New Yorker? Is he an actual New Yorker? Well, technically, he's an Asian American. I think he's from the West Coast, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. New Yorkers are funny about, I don't know. He lives in New York now. I assume yeah. he's, you know he's a New Yorker. Yeah. Anyway, keep keep going, Joey. Go ahead. You were going to say something um, about UBI. Or okay, yeah. What what's the goal, and what are the acceptable measures? Um, you know. Uh, For those who don't know, UBI, because we haven't said it, is universal basic income. And the the concept is that the government would send each individual every month, I guess, or or, or at some fixed recurring period of time, the government would send you some minimal amount of money, in in theory, to help you with your everyday basic needs. needs. So why do that? Well, there's a couple things. They, they think it would free artists and stuff who are not paid super well to be able to create. No, everybody hates artists. Well, that's... They're lazy. Yeah, that's They dumb. don't actually produce anything. They do. They produce art. They're entitled. I know. That's all... But that's all bullshit. That's all been... I resemble I mean, those remarks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not bullshit. Artists are super creative and... Well, it depends on what the artist is. It, it You know... You could say a programmer is an artist, and they're paid very well. So it just depends on what you no, consider an artist. No, programmers are not. No, programmers are like hammers. They're workers. No, I think programmers, the, the some of the programmers are not that. They're actually envisioning the idea and then making it real. Mm, no. But that's that's neither here nor there. The idea that artists are not productive is dumb. It just is. They make massive amounts of pieces of art. It's just that their art may not be valued, you know, or something like that. Uh, so the no, UBI... Art, art is not valuable. Valued. You can't Valu- say art's not valuable. We have, valued versus we have valuable. Art, art's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Things yeah, can, well, that's, right. that's an implied <laughs> so value, though. It's, it's not a real inherently value. It's, valuable. People pay that for it. Mm, it's not valuable like... A like bottle food. of water is or food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but still, mm-hmm. it is the idea of it's it. It's only I mean, valuable because people like the people put value in it. Right. Well, like a corporation. It's like a speculative. It, it's a right. speculative commodity. Well, yeah. Everything. I mean, you know, the fact that people speculate on the fact whether we would use these phones or whether we would no but those you know, provide actual make practical these financial investments right that we made up like the stock market the reason why people advocate for things like trade schools is because they they perceive and they project a very whoa She chipped over the curb. Hmm. He saw that out of the corner of his eye. That was great. Um, 
Okay, people perceive and project a huge difference between uh, occupations, things that provide practical right. value versus but getting things back that to, don't. Right. Getting back to UBI. We, so the idea behind UBI is also that eventually the machines are going to be making a lot of the products. Right. So, so when we're all philosophers automation. and whatnot, how are we going to eat or how are we going to like, communicate or get from place to place? The idea of providing people with resources to do something that does not have immediate tangible value offends ingrained sensibilities. It's I don't think it doesn't offend my nature. ingrained it doesn't offend my ingrained sensibilities. Well, the, the other thing I, I should say too is I understand that the people who have promoted any of these ideas. Of, I mean, I'm not necessarily for UBI either, so right. I'm just saying but it doesn't necessarily offend me the, if we did UBI. The understanding that I got was that you would have to choose to opt into the program. It's basically social but security it, it, for it, everybody. Right. <laughs> so you'd have to, like, decide to take free money? Right. Which, of course, anyone... I think that's a pretty easy decision. Well, and there's also arguments that would cause inflation. I mean, there's so many arguments around this idea. Um, Again, what's the goal and what measures are acceptable towards achieving the goal? I think that that's uh, that, that's the well, inherent thing with well with any governmental program or well, it's uh, to like raise wealth, the boat, wealth raise the bottom level of the boat. Yeah, that's the goal. Why is that a a decent goal, and is it acceptable to have? Because ultimately, somebody is going to have to enforce this goal. Well, we have a morality, a certain amount of morality. Fourth of July, Americans, right? If you are trying to forcibly achieve something, if you're trying to achieve something, then it's inherently going to be by force. And that force is going to be Politics is the study exerted of force. by yeah. the government. Yeah, right? always. And by the people represented by the government. Yeah, and I think that's antithetical to American values. Right, but American values can change, and they should. No. I don't... Not no, necessarily. What, what antithetical American value is it? What a value are Personal you talking Personal liberty. About? Liberty. Individualism. Yeah. So individualism, why does it go against individualism? Or, because or you liberty. have a giant well, because there's two kinds of liberty. nightmare forcing people to act one way or the other. We do that all the time. We have stoplights. We have... We have driver's licenses. We have gun state, laws. State we level. Have state level. We have international law. We have armed forces. That Americans we are, hate international laws. You if anything, are trying to speak for all Americans. I don't hate international laws. Mm, you're right. I am trying to speak yeah, for all you're Americans. Generalizing, you're generalizing <laughs> the idea of America that is this patriot that, doesn't, that throws the tea in the Boston Harbor and doesn't want to be taxed. This is different. Than some other country taxing us. I think I'm achieving us. something productive by representing the stereotype that I That's have in fine. Mind. That's fine. I actually yeah, like that I'm you're just... playing. I actually like that you're playing this side of it. Yeah. Because I would normally wax on about, you know, the worker and you know, the big corporate man. And I'm and, not saying that it doesn't exist. And all. I'm that. saying that 
but we do things a decent amount. Like we do Social Security to take care of the old people. Here's here's like, the, and the okay. Only- if you're going to um, if you're going to argue for uh, radical uh, governmental programs to achieve some kind of ideal oh, social I, or economical right. state, are you going to argue by saying that those things are actually inherently American, or are you going to, you know, say that you need a fundamental transformation of America in order to do it? You're going to do the first one. No, I Anybody don't. I would. don't think it's it's yeah, and it's not because we have Social Security, and like, the, and well, we have the, Medicare you, and Medicaid. You, you mentioned right. power yeah. because the first one works because you're benefiting from like the the force and the adherence to the nature of America currently right. in, in American history, rather than trying to you know. Right, I, that, it would be like mental health issues. I would rather the government pay for mental health issues for people that can't, so we have less homeless people, right? And so I would rather that happen than giving a church money or a mission money, you know, to feed the homeless people. You know, I would rather it be done by professionals in the state. I don't. I, I just think they could do a better job of it than an NGO could. You know, on the streets of a city. That doesn't mean that they wouldn't exist for the people that slip through. But you know, I just, I just feel like well, yeah, that's America not a hard existed, sell. America existed for hundreds of years without any kind of federal welfare system. Hundreds of years. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe not two hundred, but more than a hundred. Right, and and, and who's to say that that was a good time? No, no, no. Okay, America. Well, maybe I'm extending the and to say that America can't change America to pre 1776. Predisposing that America is some kind of concrete ideology that can't be changed or doesn't isn't in the isn't in the process of evolving. Like any I'm other, not saying it can't be changed, right. but to say that something can be changed abruptly is to say so that we, it's not anything in the first place. So we've gotten away from like. So I would prefer UBI. I would prefer people just be paid better, and not have UBI. Well, so here's here's my alternative. Yeah, I mean that would warped, uh, you know, unrealistic. Pay a living wage, and then we don't need UBI. I but mean, who is going to enforce the living wage? It is inherently unnatural either the, either because it workers, hasn't been dictated by the market. Either. But the market is so we're gonna we'll get into the market argument. You know, the market is dictated a lot of times by trade laws and by the injection of capital by governance and also just Well, that's why you have the libertarian <laughs> argument to say yeah. that any problems that exist in the country are created by the government's current intervention in the market. That is bullshit. We wouldn't have the market without the government. Yeah, but they create Does deeds. anyone take libertarian they create, seriously? Yeah, they're full of shit. They, it's just they, a Republican yeah. that likes to smoke pot. No, no it's a very it's clean ideology, it's though. Bullshit, it's bullshit, though. It doesn't exist. The reason it's why, not even a philosophy. The reason why it's attractive is because the default state of things without the intervention of government is how things are like. But there's a predisposed default state is some magic market. That shit doesn't exist. It never has existed in history. Well, so here's... Who do you think coined the... The 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 uh, the you know the currency of the realm, 
right? There was never a free market, right? Mm -hmm. There might have been free trade, like from between neighbors or whatever. But there was never like a free market. Nothing, nothing is like, free. The the governance, <laughs> all the various governances control the coin, which controls the market, right? And so there's not this business. There's no free market. Okay, okay. It's never existed. So, not history. So you're you're real quick. Name you're, one time. You're advocating for better pay. You're <laughs> curious who's going to enforce all this and that it's unnatural. I'm saying that yeah. if you're if you create an ideal, then um, not only do you have to justify the ideal, but you have to justify whatever means are involved in achieving it. I don't, and that I don't, is all withdrawn from the state of how things are naturally, I, and, and so it requires very. You're strong assuming that there's some wild things are naturally. You're assuming there's natural laws of economics. That's all bullshit. That shit's made up. Well, here's my... It's here's a my social there, construction. There's a part in... Uh, Our no, marketplace is a social construction. No Country for Old Men, where... Uh, That's Llewellyn, a movie. I know. Llewellyn's in the taxi cab, <laughs> and uh, the guy's I'm driving him by his hotel room. Shit today. And, and the, he just woke up. <laughs> the, uh, well, everybody just woke up. It's like 10.30 in the morning. It and is... 11 o'clock. Okay. And the taxi driver uh, says to him, because he's looking to see if the Mexicans are in his hotel room or motel room ready to shoot him. I haven't him. seen that movie in forever. It's okay, such a good it's amazing. Movie. And he, yeah. um, the taxi driver says, uh, well, I don't want to get no jackpot here. And Llewellyn says, you're already in a jackpot. I'm trying to get us out of it. Right? And so that's right. what it sounds like with, you're, you're like, well, we're already... We're already in this, right? Like it's already. So like, here's my here's my hippie alternative unrealistic thing. You know, you're talking about paying more people. You're talking about having to justify. And we have to do better. I, I, I can, obviously I can agree with both of you. But here's my again my unrealistic hippie thing. If we just somehow could come to a consensus, which will probably never happen as mm -hmm. a people, and we reformat the American economy and society, and we make. We don't, we, if we get out of this need-it-now economy and we stop confusing our needs and our wants and we get back to community-based community agrarian whatever, then people can live in it with greater automation. People will be able to live, theoretically, be able to live easier with less need of money. And then that kind of solves both issues, I think. The way that things but it's are not, now. It's, it's not well, we, realistic again, we'd have to have place. It's like we'd a, have to the, have a home. A Joey would have to be growing a the, garden. Okay, the inefficiencies, the problems that you're talking about, they didn't happen by coincidence. They happen because they're a product of people's natural desires, where people tend to go when they are given free will to consume the things that they want to in the way that they want to, and businesses based on so, a profit motive provided well, we, in the, they the provide easiest advertising and most natural that way. makes them want that product. In any change that you're talking about, like that is that is not a natural order. That's how you You made that up. shit up. What? That's not necessarily a natural order. We made that up, like advertising, which makes people want a certain kind of shirt with a polo pony on it because they see somebody right? It's a trick. And Ralph, so, Ralph Lauren represents the American dream, okay? Yeah, I agree. I agree, but that's not... I personally like think Hilfiger's clothes were better. Huh? Just saying. What? I was, Who? I, 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 don't, I don't wear Tommy's that kind of stuff, but I, I thought, oh, I thought yeah. Hilfiger was a little better. 
No, I agree that Ralph Lauren is, I mean, he started making ties. I'm Halston. And, yeah, and Halston <laughs> was the American dream, too. I mean, he did, do you know he cut all his fabric from a single cloth? Like, his, the way his dress is laid is because they're all from a single piece of cloth. It's the way he cut them that created the We watched the a whole, a whole documentary about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah also, crazy. the fact that the quintessential uh, waspy, preppy band or, or brand of the country was created by a Jewish American. Yeah. So So there's nothing wrong his with... His last name is not but the, Loren. It's no, Lipschitz. <laughs> yeah, so, and no one would have bought a Lipschitz. Yeah. Yeah, Ralph Lipschitz. Um the idea that uh, that it's all a natural thing, though it's kind of like it's part of the construction that we created, so we can change it. Like if there's not this natural need to have a polo pony on your shirt, like it is part of the advertising. No, that's there been is sold. a natural need. Otherwise, people wouldn't embrace it. It wouldn't have value if people it didn't has a endow it with need because we have this advertising industry that promotes all kinds of things we probably would never think of or need. Did the use see? of force to... Um, it's more like enticement. Did you ever see Inception? And they're talking about like putting, you know, like the whole idea is that you got to put someone, an idea in someone's head and you got to make them think it's their idea. Yeah. And they're talking back and forth. It's called and manufacturing consent. And he says, uh, he says, if I tell you not to think about elephants, what's the first thing you think about? And the guy's like, elephants. He's like, see, exactly. I have to... Su- suggested to you in such a way that you think it's your thing and so i will say with the advertising if they're beaming it down to you whether it's your idea or not but someone's dangling it in front of you i just said it's pretty easy bait to hook somebody for something and i and i'm not saying that the urge the human urge isn't there to want a shirt with a pony on it I, I, i'm not disagreeing with you and i'm not disagreeing with you either but i definitely can see where having the bait would make you more enticed than you would be otherwise if you'd never had the bait to begin with to know that it was even there. If that makes any sense. But let's get back to UBI. Like, we're, we, we went off on a tangent again. No, I think UBI is... Um, I mean... Antithet- again, I love using the word antithetical. I think it's antithetical to human nature because... Antithetical, it's, non-hyphenated. It's perverse. The idea of giving somebody something for not doing anything offends inherent human sensibilities. It hurts people to think about it. And it, people who receive it so, are naturally hated by people. So, like, that, is that why ultra-rich so people are hated? Because they don't work and they, they're privileged? And that, got, that is the go-to justification for is attacking. That what, That's a great example. Is, well, how about aristocracies like uh, that rule the world for so many years? Like, yeah, people don't like uh, but aristocrats they did. either. They followed them. They did what they were told. Well, that involves like this in like this uh this narrative this well what do you think the fact that we have corporations that's all a narrative that we've created the corporations are a narrative you know they're just something that we created on paper you know stock market something that we created on paper man-made junk okay i think there's a very important narrative division between the way that small businesses and corporations are represented oh that's because very true. small businesses are relatable they um you describe a small business. Do we business buy more of our products from small business? I'm sorry, interruption. Go yeah, ahead. I don't know what what percent of 
I would if you like looked to know at that. Hang the on, total capital of the country, what percent flows Acor through? According to, according to the internet on investopedia.com, don't know the, the relevance of this website or how good it is. Oh, my God. Universal basic income, the goal... <laughs> It's a system to alleviate poverty and replace other need-based social programs that potentially require greater bureaucratic involvement. So by that measure, if you I think that definition is very interesting. If you had UBI, the, then you wouldn't have that definition. Um, some lawyer sat around. No, no, no. But the first, no, it, yeah, it, there's a lot of marketing built into that. Of course, the first oh statement my God, yeah. is relieve poverty, right? Which is to say, there's something bad, and we're going to fix it. Put a moral, put a moral the second statement yep. is the exact same thing as we're already in a jackpot, and we're trying to get out of it. So that's your that's your whole thing. Is that's the better argument? is to use that argument. Well, and I guess... If you have to make two different arguments for something, then it means that you don't have, like, proper faith in the argument you're making in the first right, place. Right, right. If, if something is right, it's right because it's right. It's not right for two half reasons. Right. That's... Okay. Well, well so I guess that. in that respect, then, I guess you would think the idea there would be if you had a UBI, then you wouldn't have welfare, you wouldn't have other social programs right. and then there would be more money programs. to disperse in other places because but, but UBI, UBI would be cheap. well but see that's the thing is it is you give it, everybody a thousand dollars a month well, but, but remember you have to opt in the question I so not everyone's going to get it because right, not everyone would, would opt in right. I want to ask two questions on the 4th of July first of all is there an inherent American character or American set of values second question in line with what you're talking about is a universal basic income or welfare in general against those American values? So or some I would component say, of those I American would say values? there are. I would say that people don't agree to what those value. I mean, I would say you could name the values, but people don't agree That's to the an interesting shirt. definition of the values. Defund right? the media. Are, are you talking about withdrawing government funds from the media? Or are you talking about government enforcing a lack of funds for the media? Is that is that shirt? Because I'm assuming the intent of it is to advocate for less government power, but it right. may no, actually it's, it's a in poke effect. at defund the police. It's, um, yeah, so he's like, "Fuck the media! I don't want." Right? Because he's probably he might be a police officer. That that moniker. I mean, that term is I so like stupid. The shirt, though. That is a terrible... Uh, let's see here. Uh, you don't like the phrase defund the police? That's stupid. I think like, this why is... Why would anybody make that mint up? Mint.com, I guess. Buying local for 2021 survey finds 70% of Americans shop small, but it does not give the percentage of goods Good. bought Good. versus... That's what we want. ...corporate. Because that money's flowing directly back into the community versus the money being pulled out of the race represents... The fact that even people in New York do not want to defund the police. No, Supposedly. I don't want to. Uh, no, even millennials and Gen X are the most likely to support local businesses. What really? There's your, there's your. That's you guys, isn't it? And on top of that, they're most likely to support local business by only shopping online through the local business. That's weird. Very weird. So they won't walk to the business, but they'll have it delivered to their door? People who shop local at stores are usually over the age of 45. I've had several conversations with So they walk who, into stores. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who look for products online and they very intentionally do not select an Amazon shopping option. 
I tell you what, I have definitely, I mean, dude, that motherfucker's making $3 million a day, and I'm making, well, I don't want to discuss my wages online, but that motherfucker's making $3 million a day. Dude, I don't get anything from Amazon anymore, if I can help it. It is I will generally go, I will just go. as easy to shop from a non-Amazon uh, website. I will, than I will purposely website. go out of my way. Especially if it's, if it's somebody that you know is reputable. I mean, like, so you, you have not. to wait two more days for the shipping or whatever. Mm-hmm. And a lot of places already have free shipping anyway. And honestly, truth be told, since we're talking about cost of goods and UBI and all this, uh, shipping is not good uh, for supply chain and or cost of goods and or the environment. I uh, just, just throwing that out there. For the record, I'm not necessarily for UBI. I just um, we're just talking about it, and I was kind of playing the the advocate, but. I would, I would prefer to have <laughs> hardly. I'm the only capitalist sitting at this table. What? Are you, True are capitalist. You, you, have you ever owned a business? Have I ever owned a business? Yeah. I think that's a pretty high threshold for somebody being a capitalist. Yeah. Like, do you, have you ever controlled capital? Are you a capitalist if you don't control capital? I have $40 in my wallet. That is not a lot of capital, my friend. Hey, you didn't <laughs> say... It, it, you asked me like, it's a, a yes or no you didn't say what degree i don't know if that's considered capital your 40 dollars in your wallet well that's the great thing about the market it doesn't disenfranchise anybody i have owned my own business but i'm i, I, have I, I think money. i'm anti-capitalist i'm a capitalist i'm involved in the market i have power i don't it think just be being involved in the market power, makes you a capitalist i think you have to control capital yeah i do i have 40 dollars I control capital. Uh, well, I don't know about the finer points. I haven't had an economics course in years. We could. Uh, lo- I'll look that up before What's our next. What's your scale? Like, hey, man, may I ask you a question? <laughs> just because I'm curious. Sure. We're, we're, we, we, we are not on any side of any fence. Is that a poke at the beef on the police, or is that like? I, I'm just. I'm, I'm just. I'm not trying to. Like, I really don't. Yeah. I'm a hippie man. I don't care. Right. You know, so I'm just, I'm just asking because it's a funny shirt. I like it. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think it's a bit of a poke, but also, you know, I think it's also kind of a jab at me perpetuating the issue that I'm I get a lot of compliments every time I wear it, and people seem to either think it's funny or others. Are you a first responder? Kind of roll their eyes. No, my, my best friend I grew up with is a sergeant here on the island. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of we got some nice people here. We yeah. Like, we like the cats in blue. It's all good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, I don't know. Some people roll their eyes. I get a bunch of chuckles. It's, right. Yeah, yeah. Either way. So, so, may I ask you an addendum question? Sure. Oh, my God. Do you think that people are inherently responsible for their own suckering to the media because they keep feeding it and turning it on and watching it? They won't just shut it off and walk away from it? Yeah, I mean, even, a, absolutely. I think even a couple of months ago, my dad just gets so worked up. So, so, blood pressure is up. So we do not have it playing 24 hours. It's really bad for you. Okay. All right, perfect. Great. Excellent. Okay. Well, you keep wearing that, man. I think that's cool. We should do. Take care. You guys. Thank you. Sorry to bother you. Thank you, guys. Case harassing everybody now. I like to talk with people. I like to understand, man. So we probably need to go do our thing. The human condition is my business. Much oh like, my much God. like Jacob Marley. Oh, you, he quoted something. You're a gossiper. <laughs> you're all <laughs> up in everybody's shit. No, I'm not a gossip. I want to understand mm. what's going on. Joey just, Joey's all about some feistiness today. No, but you, I don't dislike you for it, but you definitely, no, okay. No, no, the, the human, human I business think the way you is, described is, it is my, it's, it's my, 
I don't care. I don't give a shit what that guy does. But I'm curious why he would do it, what he yeah, thinks, and what his motivation is. So you're a psychologist at heart? No, I'm just curious. Naturally curious. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you're... Look, oh, it's like... Um, um, if you're going to do something like that, you should at least be able to, to have some moderate foundation of which you're standing on. And he did. And I don't disagree with this foundation. But then if you're going to say, well, you know, the media, this, that, or the other, okay, well... Yeah, it's like the do guy you, wearing... Do you, no, do you the, watch it? You do? Okay, the, well, then you're, you're inherently responsible for the thing that you're saying to chop off. Yeah. Oh, I got That's it. all. So Just what... Curious. But but the media... You're wearing a Ramon shirt named for their songs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, right? Yeah, because most people no, don't even the know the thing. jag shit about the Ramones. Yeah. yeah. Blitzkrieg Pop, KKK Took My Baby Away... I want to be your boyfriend. That's the only one I remember is probably. And um, uh, Rockaway Beach, I think. And Sheena was a punk rocker. I'll give you five. I couldn't even do that, two You can only Ramon name five Ramones. I don't well, I like the Ramones. I'm giving so. you five. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I never liked the Ramones. hard to remember because they're kind of all the same. No, the Ramones have, oh, you're gonna have, have some at Ramones least fans. five distinct songs that they turned into 40 songs. That's right. Correct. There's That's what I'm saying. Oh, you're going to get yeah. some hate. They're like the ACDC of punk rock. I it's, love the Ramones. They're fantastic. Do not pick on ACDC. I don't like ACDC. We won't broach this topic today. I uh, know. We will broach it the one Ramones day. The Ramones are a thousand yeah. times more entertaining than ACDC is. Right. No, 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 no. Yeah. Well, maybe if you're a little punk rocker, but no. I, I like me sedated. some Angus Young. Yeah, that's a good one. He rocks out. Um, love that track. Yeah. What? That one is 20, actually... 20, 24 hours ago, I want to be sedated. Oh, yeah. Jesus. No, that <laughs> one, I don't think there's any other Ramon song that's like that one. That one's That might be very their most unique. individual. Yeah, yeah. very unique. Because KKK Took My Baby Away is like... Not the right way to say Three it. or four unique. of the other ones that they have. It's the same melody. Same yeah. three chords, four chords. Yeah. Well, we've got to go do our thing because i got to eat lunch. And oh, there's, a good, eat, yeah. uh, there's a good joke in the show Freaks and Geeks, which I would recommend. Only oh, yeah, one yeah. season. I though. haven't watched that and, in a long time. Um, I think it's either like, I don't know, James, Seth Rogen or James Franco's character or something. And they're like, well, the Ramones, <laughs> they're talking about their own band. He's like, well, the Ramones can play. The Ramones play three chords, right? And he's like, okay, well, we'll have to learn another one. <laughs> Oh, that's right, because the one guy in there wants to be a, a drummer like Neil Peart from Rush. Oh, yeah. my God. Well, he's got a long yeah. way to go. Oh, um, yeah, what's his name? Um, Forgetting Jason, Sarah Marshall. Jason, Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. Yeah. yeah, and, okay, I was reading about Forgetting Sarah Marshall on, like, the anniversary of its release, and the Dracula musical in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, apparently he actually wrote a Dracula musical, independent. Um, oh, wow. Of that movie. And it was Who, like the a guy passion, that wrote the movie? Jason Siegel. Okay. Yeah, it was a passion project of his. And he um, he showed it or previewed it to Judd Apatow, right? And Judd's reaction to it was basically, I love you, man, but don't, right, don't show else. anybody that. <laughs> don't do that for anybody. <laughs> But they ended up incorporating, you know, At like least, one yeah. song and part of it parody. It was a, mu- a Dracula musical? Yeah. And he oh, actually, my God. It you, existed independent of that movie. Do you guys want to do your recommendations or no? 
Do you uh, have anything to recommend? I recommended Freaks and Geeks. It's a TV show. Yeah. So. Which is so, currently probably on a streaming I'm listening to a new history podcast that I really like. It's History That Doesn't Suck. Mm. And it's actually pretty entertaining, and it is U.S. history. So What's the difference between different. history that sucks and history that doesn't know, suck? I don't know, but this is good. I mean, he tells it's, it's he, he, he's a professor, so he tells all these stories, and okay. it's actually really good. So it's like history lessons, but not boring. Right, he's, he's not lecturing. He's just idea. he's telling you a story. And he normally starts out with a vignette from the middle of the story, then he rewinds back. You know, so it's a pretty decent format. I've only listened to like three of them or so when I'm walking. So. Oh, that's, um, what's the word for that? Like all epics start in the middle right. of the story. I guess he's using There's great, like a yeah. Latin term for yeah. it. Do, do you or Deidre listen to this podcast, ours? Have you guys ever? I have before, yeah. But don't make a regular habit. Not recently, yeah. no. Yeah. Did you release last week's? I did, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm just, oh, we have regular listeners Yeah, now. I was just curious. Well, because we talked about earlier, Brad said he he, uh, he spends so much time laughing when he listens that he doesn't listen that much. Mm. I laugh a lot because I know what we're thinking or I know what I was probably thinking. And just like you, you pay attention a lot more to the conversation versus what you're going to say mm. when you listen to it. So mm. I, I don't know. It's pretty funny, actually. I may have mentioned, let's see. I don't cuss near as much as I do in my head on huh. this. I cuss a lot in my head. Hmm. Profanity w- has an independent mental module. I will, I will recommend a book and a band. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to overstep my bounds here and do two, but I will say, first and you foremost. You always recommend like six things. I know. In, yeah, light, in, you're- in light of 4th of July, I will recommend The Grateful Dead. You don't have to love them, but they are the most American band that's ever been. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Probably, so you definitely should. They sold that. out and made country long before anybody else did. Yeah. So if yeah, you always yeah. make a big deal about like, well, what's the American equivalent of the Rolling Stones or the Beatles? And I think like the, the Grateful Dead is like the Rolling Stones. A good answer. So it's they're like the Rolling Stones, but they're just they, like the they're era is just to the Stones, slightly probably. off. Grateful yeah. Dead started going right about the time Beatles were starting to stop. Well, whereas the Beach Boys, which which maybe not as American or not the as Grateful good as Grateful Dead, the, did exist in like 1965. They just weren't. They were the Warlocks. Big until '70. Yeah. 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 That was their original name, the Warlocks. Yeah. Anyway, Grateful Dead, Happy Fourth, super American, and then um, in in I might have recommended this book before, but in the idea of living more simplistic and therefore making an overall better society and eating less money. Uh, a book I gave to Joey, I forget who does the translations, but it's called Four Huts. Yeah, it's the, I enjoy it's that. The, something about the simple life. Asian writings on the simple life, I think is what it's called. Four yeah. Huts. F-O- it spans a really wide time frame. Too. Right. And it's four Zen writers, three Chinese, one Japanese, or two Chinese, two Japanese, three or Zen hermits. And one was That's a st- what we want. state Some official. Ooh, but it's, but it's an interesting, the way they write, it's interesting yeah. that they talk about their politics, their government, their time, their location. It's interesting. As an example of broad appeal, you know who else likes the Grateful Dead? Ann Coulter. Is that right? So you and Ann are Coulter you have something in common. You and Ann yeah. Are like oh, that. man. So her, her Twitter feed is basically mostly stuff about the Grateful Dead and dog videos. So listen, when Holy I was. Shit. <laughs> that can't be true. Oh Listen. no, it's terrible. The thing I like is liked by somebody. No, who I, I think I think it's great. But then why is she such a horrible person? 
What? She's super anti-establishment. That's the whole. I think Grateful she's mentally Dead ill. Um, what? The, the uh, yeah, she says some dumb shit. Um, well, she's probably like. I mean, she's she's super skinny, so she might have like a nutritional. Oh deficit, my god. Uh, <laughs> a disclaimer: Joey's not speaking for work. What? I lo- no, I love it. I think it's great. I'm just picking. I'm on not you. disclaiming. I'm just picking on you. Fantastic. I don't so, know anybody who's very, very thin, it potentially is like you know lacking in like some form. So of let's not go there. So, um, the uh, so when I was meditating this morning, you know how like when you focus on an object and then you you look and you focus. And that you're focusing on that, like the edge of that chair, and then you meditate on the middle. Okay. Like, so it's not really even a spot, but you meditate on the middle. You're still looking at the chair, but you're meditating on the middle. So it was weirdly, when I shut my eyes, like I did that for a little bit, then I shut my eyes, and I could literally see the image of the, it was like the back of one of my bar stools, like I was looking at, because I was sitting at my desk. And... When the image was in my mind, I could still find the middle, mm-hmm. even though it was like the burned image on my retina or whatever. You know, so I could still see the middle in there. Mm-hmm. It's very provocative. And I just, I just you, want to throw that in you've there. You've taken many steps into a greater journey. I know. Uh, like remember, God. Brad. The force surrounds us, binds oh us, my God. and links us all together. And with that, my friends, may the fourth be with you. Yes, happy fourth. No, 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 no that's a different day. I know, but it, Star Wars doesn't get two days. Star Wars gets every damn day it wants, Joey. Ugh. Yeah. Talk about being an American. There's nothing more American than space flight and droids. <laughs> Actually, Star Wars. Um, is I guess technically that would actually be Soviet, but yes, oh well. And wherever you well, are, and you based I hope it you're... on a Japanese movie, right? Oh yeah, Allegedly, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fortress, loosely. right? Uh, Kurosawa, Hidden Fortress. Hidden Fortress. Yeah. Yep. So we would like to hope everybody is having a nice afternoon and enjoying the weather. That's if you've got good nice weather, day. it's beautiful here. Nice and get some hot dogs and hamburgers and some some stuff. You know, whatever kind of is very American. Mm-hmm. And some. I'm gonna go home and eat salad. Some craft beer that's Tommy. really American. <laughs> and mm. and uh, have a great day. Have a happy Fourth, Joey. Craft yes. beer is very American. <laughs>